0: what's awesome. up homies what's up homies i'm erica
1: and i'm roshane
0: and as always thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today We are very excited because we have a spicy episode coming for you. And we've got some very special guests here with us. This
2: is true.
0: We, this is true. We have Felicia and Tawny from Two Chicks and a Horror Flick. Yay. Yay! Hello. (laughs) Thank you for having us. Thanks for being here. I'm very, very excited to talk to you guys today and also talk about the movie. That you brought with you. But homies, first of all, I imagine by now you should know this, but if you don't, we were on their show a couple weeks ago now, I think. We were on their episode. We did uh what do we do? Cabin cabin fever. fever. Mm-hmm. I was about to say I was about to say the cabin in the woods,
2: but <laughs> it's super memorable, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's just so it's so funny because I didn't even realize. Like, I was like, oh, we're doing another cabin movie this week. <laughs> and so I was like, wait, which cabin? Yes, we did Cabin Fever, the original one. Um, so if you homies haven't yet, please go and check that out. Go listen to that. Um, but before we get too, too much into our episode, we, we've we got a couple questions we'd like to hit you with. All right. So,
1: Y'all ready for the hot seat?
0: Yeah. Are you guys ready? Your yeah, that intro
3: was a little nerfy. It was a little heart, I know.
0: I made it sound really dramatic. They're very easy questions, I promise.
1: If you answer a single one wrong,
0: you are we out. We cut the episode. We cut the episode early. <laughs> um, but so first off, I guess for anyone who has not listened to you guys before, um, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Tell us how your podcast came to be. How'd you meet?
3: So Tani and I actually met in a business course. So there was this course that we were taking on, um, it's like an entrepreneur type course. And we were taught, we were put in a group together. So a little pod together with some other women. And we were talking, um, uh, we were going to be doing something else. And so we, we met and we were talking to each other. And from that conversation realized we both loved horror movies by the end of that conversation, because it ended up being a couple hours, right, Tony, It just like kind of lasted. By the end of that conversation, um, I think you know one of us uh, were like, "We should do a horror podcast," because I had just started a podcast like right before that. And we're like, "Yeah, that's a great idea!" And then boom, <laughs> there it was.
2: <laughs> there it was,
3: and it was actually a little over a year ago. So we started it in. Oh, nice. nice.
1: Same with us.
2: Yeah.
3: Have
4: we hit a year yet? I think we're right before, or maybe it was in May, huh?
3: Yeah, I think it was right around May. So I wow. think you're we're at right at a year. Oh, actually. Happy
2: anniversary! That's right, right around there.
0: <laughs> oh. oh, should we do shots? <laughs> <Here> we <go. laughs> I'm in. <sighs> but that's so cool. I love. That's one thing I love about like the horror genre. I feel like when you find other people who love it as much as you do, it's so easy to make a connection from that agree yeah
3: and i i don't have anyone in my family that likes it but me and you know something else tawny and i have never met in person so we are yeah because 2020 (laughs) we're excited to meet one day and like record in person that'll be such a trip oh
0: my gosh oh that's so cool yeah you guys have to do like a something super a super crazy episode for that one. Yeah, like you mean like strippers and stuff. Yeah,
4: <laughs> <laughs> strippers, blackjack,
1: the whole deal. We need all of it.
0: The whole
4: <laughs> <laughs> Felicia really wants to do like a haunted place, and I'm like, I'm not here for that. Oh, I yeah. I am so I'm Tani, so scared of that.
1: Right with you. Right with you.
0: <laughs> nope.
1: Eric has already like sprinkled the idea. A couple of times, I'm like, mm, I don't know about I think that.
0: With like, it's yeah. depending on the people who you go with. It would be really fun, and so it's like you already know. If you go with each other, you'll have that aspect of it. You can't go. I like. I personally, I would never go into. What did I say? Like the Queen Mary? Is that the one I said I wouldn't? Or the was it? Yeah, I think you did. Yes. I think so. yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't go that deep i need a place where there's like a very easy escape um maybe like like i would like to go to um where they film the shining Mm -hmm. i think that would be fine i'm not wanting to spend the night oh
3: okay I'm not trying to sleep and have ghosts come. No, no, no. I mean like some abandoned, scary, insane asylum or something like that. That's in the day. Okay. Like really in the day. Noon. It's not going to be getting dark <laughs> while we're in there.
4: All right. I might be down for that. I, yeah.
3: Okay, cool. Okay.
1: Armed armed guards the whole time. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that kind of leads me into my next question. Ah, eh, kind of. But what kind of horror genre or subgenre I guess do both of you feel like you really latch on to is there a specific one or even one that you feel scares you more than the others I'm interested in knowing what your guys's like favorite is
4: um I would say for sure both of us and correct me if I'm wrong here Felicia, but both of us I think tend to lean towards supernatural horror type stuff like I think that's one of I would say that's probably one of both of our favorites And also, after watching this movie, I started to be like, I actually messaged Felicia last night, and I was like, if you, could you have even imagined a year ago that I would have forced you to watch all of this, like, gory, gory, gruesome, (laughs) torture shit? And she's like, no. (laughs) And so I'm starting to think, maybe, I, I mean, I just like, I like the shock of them. And we'll get into it with this movie, but like, I think they're really scary when they're really, I don't know. There's like a, the, tor- I don't like torture porn though. I wouldn't say that that's like one of my, but you know, like I like hostile and I like hostile too. Mm-hmm. And I really liked audition and like, I like this movie. So who knows? Maybe that is one of my favorites. <laughs> I'm starting to yeah. rethink that, but I think those are kind of my go-to. I also really like ones that are like rooted in reality that mm-hmm. feel like they could happen so yeah, those are kind of my go-to's. Do you have any
3: others to add, Felicia? Totally agree with Tani on um, the paranormal. Um, or yeah, the that's scary because it's like it could happen. You don't you don't know, and if it can, you're screwed. Yeah. Because like, really, what are you gonna do? Um, but then my other favorite would be um, psychological mm. horror. So anything I I I think that is so terrifying to lose control of my mind so anything that's kind of psychological scares me psychological thriller type stuff
0: mm-hmm. no yeah i agree with that i i mean i'm probably more on the opposite side and where i do like the gory tortury side of things <laughs> but i I, Tawny, going off of what you said, I do think there, though, is there's a difference between when it really does feel like it's there to lead the story along, like the movies that you mentioned, and when you can tell that that movie literally was just like, oh, what, how can we shock people as much as possible? And I feel like, like, I can totally understand when people are like, that's just not my thing. Because it's kind of, it is kind of (laughs) weird a lot (laughs) of the times, but... But I think that this movie is a great balance of gore, but it serves the story really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree.
4: Most definitely. Just to continue on that, I just I think there are examples of that where it's like so not good. Like I don't know if any (laughs) of you have seen Baskin, but I watched that and I was like, this is ridiculous. Like I am not on board for this. It was like so long, and then the last twenty minutes was like just some of the most insane like gruesome disgusting shit that you could ever think of and i was
0: like this is not
1: no, this is not what i like <laughs> did not sign up for this
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and that's totally fair so then Tawny, you were the one that proposed evil dead for us to watch and was there a specific reason that you wanted us to focus on To talk about this movie like i said we're going back to the woods we're back in a cabin always a good setting (laughs) for for a scary movie but yeah why did you want to
4: choose this one well because i since we we started our podcast this has been on my list to talk about because i really really loved this movie and when we did our podcast where you guys were guests on our podcast um, you brought this up I think it was Roshane that said this was one of the <laughs> scariest movies that he's seen and so I was like well why don't we just do that this is a great opportunity to sort of piggyback <laughs> on the you know what I mean mini discussion and traumatize Roshane again yes. Facts. these
1: are definite <laughs> facts
4: right? which is always ideal mm-hmm. <laughs> But I thought it was kind of nice because we had that little nugget of discussion in our episode. And I just was like, I've been looking for an excuse to watch this anyway. Let's just do it. And I believe I remember from other episodes, you guys saying that you liked this. I think so.
1: We did. We did. We did. We totally said that. Oh, man. (laughs) I'm just look, I'm excited today to finally perhaps lay some of these demons to rest that have been gnawing at my soul. Face
0: your fears. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see what scars, though, this has um, discovered Re- for you. Unpacked. Reopened,
1: poured, poured Re-opened. alcohol mm-hmm. on, maybe just a sprinkle of salt.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Honestly, same.
1: It'll be fun, It'll be fun to talk about it.
0: <laughs> but, all right, well, on that note, should we go ahead and go into our synopsis? So we can get into this. Yeah, sounds good. sounds good to me
1: um all right homies as always we are entering into spoiler territory so you have been warned but today we are talking about evil dead from 2013 which was directed by freddy alvarez starring jane levy levy i think it's levy jane levy we're gonna say levy for now (laughs) jane levy (laughs) shiloh fernandez lou taylor pucci jessica lucas and Elizabeth Blackmore, with also um, a little produced by section by Robert Tapert, Sam Raimi, and the original Ash, Bruce Campbell. It is a bittersweet reunion between David and his sister Mia, who, accompanied by their friends Eric, Olivia, and Natalie, are planning on detoxing in the safety of their family's cabin in the woods. Unfortunately for the group, they quickly find out how unsafe this cabin truly is. For in the dark pits of the family basement, remnants of a strange, morbid ritual are found alongside a book bound in human flesh. And When the curious Eric reads a passage from the book, all hell breaks loose. Insert chainsaws, crowbars, and Chelsea grins here. Our film concludes with Mia kicking her habit along with a ton of dead-eyed ass. Also groovy. Roll credits.
0: Okay, so, so for this movie, we're gonna do our breakdown a little bit different today. We're gonna more so go through the plot beats, and we're gonna talk about our thoughts for for all of mm-hmm. those. But one thing I will say, I forgot how this movie opened. Like the <gasps> beginning. I remember. Same split. here. Well, I had, I forgot I had forgotten from when I watched it before, and I forgot how good oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot too. Such a good opening. And
4: I was like, what am I, what <laughs> is this? I don't remember any of this. Who are these people? And then I was like, oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I wrote down immediately, what an insane opening, <laughs> yes.
1: It really puts you in the in the mood too. And honestly, so despite my traumas with this movie, um, I really, I realized I didn't remember most of it. So, going into it, there were a couple scenes that I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Um, But most of the movie was reliving these moments again. So, when we got into that opening sequence, I had no idea what was going on with this girl. And I was like, hold on. Wait, this is really dark from the (laughs) (laughs) get-go. I was taken aback by the direction that it was going. And then when we got the reveal towards the end of the first sequence, I was still taken aback being like, Oh, okay. This is the kind of movie we're (laughs) watching right now.
0: (laughs) Yes, I agree. It's, I think it does a really good job of preparing you a, for the way that the demons and the deadites operate in the sense that they can kind of bounce back and forth between the human self and the demon self, and it also prepares you for how vulgar (laughs) (laughs) this movie is going to be, as uh, language-wise at least, but also gore-wise. I mean, you definitely hop right into it, and you know that, oh, okay, everybody in this movie is probably gonna get the shit kicked out of them
1: It's, I mean, it's Evil Dead, right? So they they do a great job of propelling you directly into the world of Evil Dead, like from the first five minutes. They establish this universe that we're going into, this little hellish uh, landscape that we're about to enter. And so, yeah, they have to they have to cover a lot of they got to check a lot of things off their list before we get into the film. Um, which before we actually go too deep in here. I just wanted to let the homies know that we are taking this review a bit more from the perspective of a standalone film. We will discuss a little bit later on our feelings between this film and the original in the series. But for now, we're mostly treating this as like we're watching this for the first time. So just so you know where our headspace
2: is
0: coming from. Yeah, so we get this introduction and then we also get these group of people that Part of me thought was going to come come back. I couldn't remember. I was like, I know we don't see these people again, but there's like a whole town village full of people also in this in this basement watching this girl burn, like eating popcorn and having a show. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Who are these people?
1: <laughs> I, feel, I felt the same.
0: It was what also aided
4: in my like I was very confused about what was happening is I was like this girl looks so modern and everybody else mm. looks like they're from a mm-hmm. long time ago like I, I I couldn't remember that's why I was like wait what is that? what am I watching and then you know we'll we'll get there but it, it was modern but it was yeah they're just standing around <laughs> witnessing this which based on what they probably had to go through up until this moment you understand mm-hmm. later they do a why
3: yeah i was so do they go do they have a movie where because um, i haven't seen the other ones where they talk about that story what that town had to go through to bring it to the point with this no nah.
0: no curious
1: i feel like evil dead has a tendency to just kind of do shit and you have to deal with it
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool though if they did a prequel mm-hmm. and we saw like that story that would be that would be interesting yeah um but yeah, so we get them, and then we meet our main cast of characters. What are your guys's thoughts on this group of friends? <laughs> I
3: liked the um, I liked the friends, and you could immediately tell there's like some strain with her brother, who obviously hasn't been around. My main issue was I did not like Mia. Mm. I didn't mm-hmm. like her at all. And that made it hard because I didn't care about her. Like, I felt like, I understand that she is going through a hard time because she's trying to, you know, that she's addicted to drugs and she's trying to kick it. I just felt her, and I know that she's having some issues with her brother, but she was kind of really just bossy and... Like, all of these friends came again together. We get later that this is an ongoing thing, right? Again together for her. And she's like, all right, let's do this. And, blah, 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 and kind of like barking orders. And kind of, I don't know. I just, I was like, ew, I actually wrote here. I'm like, wow, she's not very <laughs> grateful. She's kind of bossy and bitchy <laughs> is what I put. <laughs> but So I didn't like her. Um, and that continued. Uh, what But... Uh, But the other characters um, I really, I liked, I really loved the doctor. I just thought she had this like great, strong, powerful force and I liked her throughout as well. But that was my feeling. But I liked that. I liked the acting. I I didn't. And that's one of my things Tawny knows. Like if the acting is bad, I'm like, oh, I'm done. I'm done. And, And then I just really drive into it. But I, yeah. thought, I, I thought everybody did uh, a really good job acting and, and I liked the crew. I just didn't like her.
4: Interesting. I I felt like, and we haven't talked about this at all, so we don't know Perfect. how each other feels about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> or anything. <laughs> but it's interesting that you say that, because I, I thought you were about to say the brother, because I didn't like him. Like, oh. I, it's not that I didn't like him, I just didn't think he was a very good actor. Like, And maybe this is I'm realizing this might be a personal thing, but if you can't move your eyebrows, I just don't want to watch you act.
3: I just don't (laughs) do not get Botox before you're about to film
2: a movie because
4: (laughs) I, I hate it. So like all of his scenes, he just he has the same expression. And even though he's like. I feel like he did an okay job, like, with his voice and stuff. But just, I'm like, your face has given me nothing. Like, I have no <laughs> idea how you actually feel about this. So that was driving me fucking nuts from just the beginning. Like, I was like, I don't like this guy. I, I don't... Well, I mean, I, like, I, it's not that I hated his character. I just didn't think he was a very good actor. And I think there are some moments of shaky acting from, like, a handful of the people. So I thought you were going to have a problem with that, Felicia. I was, like, watching it nervously. Like, oh, no, she's going to, like, really... <laughs> hate on these moments
3: (laughs) (laughs) no i don't think yeah like they weren't phenomenal actor actors except i really liked the doctor though and i you know i thought she was a powerful character the the blonde character and i'm sorry i don't remember any of their names she just was kind of non-existent until uh, it was her time
2: yeah. Yeah, until oh. it was
3: her time to shine, right? She was just kind of not there. And I agree with you about the brother. Like I had no feelings for him either way. And so maybe that main character Mia, the fact that she made me dislike her, I mean maybe that's a good thing.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and cuz my my thoughts about Mia is I actually really I like I agree with how you perceived her character but i actually really like that that's the way that she is because i don't think she's meant to be part i don't like i don't think you're meant to feel bad for her in the sense of obviously you feel bad for her for what she has to go through throughout this movie but you know but but yeah well because you don't like her but i think for her it's it's like she you know, she's an addict and you are you get to this point, I think, with people who are addicts where you are trying to help them and they think they deserve that no matter how many times they've hurt you. And I feel like she feels that way a lot. I feel like she thinks that she's been the victim her entire life, despite the fact that her brother just wanted to go and have his own life. It's like, she really feels like the whole world has been put upon her in like she's and it's there that's the world's fault and it's like she won't take any ownership of that i really like that aspect of her and i like that by the end of it she kind of has to get her shit to get like legitimately get her shit together if she <laughs> wants to like get out of this situation um but i agree with you Tani. i don't the brothers acting for me was it's a miss. I just I didn't feel like he really had a relationship with anybody, especially his girlfriend. If yeah. he didn't say this is my girl, I would have thought she just wandered into the woods and got lost <laughs> and just stayed with them because she seems yes. he doesn't even seem like he cares about her. She's so out of place. She doesn't know any of these people. If honestly, if I were his friends, I would have been like, why did you bring her? Mm-hmm. We're trying to get your sister off yeah. of drugs. Why is your girlfriend here? <laughs> like, that is a for great point. Purpose? It's. So I've never random. even thought of that. Yeah, <laughs> this
4: is not a fun vacation and a time for you to meet my friends. Like, how about right. you stay
0: home? Yeah. Like, everybody's already on edge. Come and meet all my friends. Oh, and come meet my drug addicted sister, who's going to be relapsing <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but honestly, I think that her purpose was to be there so that they could have those introductions because if you didn't have a character that didn't know who anybody was then he wouldn't have been able to say oh she's a nurse mm-hmm. and he's a teacher and but and they wouldn't have been able to get all that information out that kind of feels like it's the only reason that she's there and then they almost forgot about her until, until it was her <laughs> time later yeah
1: <laughs> it's it honestly it's interesting <laughs> to hear all of you guys say that you disliked like certain characters i i usually feel like when we're discussing movies like i'm very nitpicky about that stuff um and this particular film i wasn't really and i think it could be because i didn't spend too much time uh looking into who the characters were in this film which is something that i normally do like i'm trying to figure out all the nuances of all the characters however for this particular movie it almost felt like I viewed it as just a full ensemble piece, right? Even if I didn't like particular people within the group, I liked the group's dynamic that they had. I enjoyed when the brother got there that there was this weird tension between like him, um, Olivia and and Eric that you didn't really know like what the issue was at first. It was just like Eric kind of is side-eyeing this guy. And you're like, why? Like, why Why don't you like him? And like, there's like this weird tension. And then we get the conversation between Mia and David, where you've now built up this strange tension, because I guess he's not around a lot. So that's that's a big reason why they feel the way that they do. But he arrives, He meet. he meets with Mia, and they seem to have a pretty genuine moment, I felt like. Um, also shout out to them for having the car be in that scene. I really love the shot yeah. of Mia sitting on the original car, um, with a light going through. Like, I just thought that shot was absolutely beautiful, but that moment that they had was kind of tender and it caught me off guard because I was kind of assuming that the brother was a dick just based on how everybody else viewed him. And then he seemed pretty, he seemed like a pretty nice guy once he actually started talking. And so maybe that's why I didn't mind him as much, even if his acting wasn't all the way there. Um, I, I like that the character was genuinely trying to make amends with his friends, it felt like. It, it seemed like whatever happened in the past, he was trying to rectify that stuff on this trip. And so, so I think for that reason, I was able to find little aspects with all the characters that I could latch on to and enjoy. Even Eric, who I hated for most of the film because of...
2: Really? Be,
1: just because he starts all the bullshit. Like, that's why I was just... Mm-hmm. I, I was very <laughs> I was very petty towards Eric. However, like, as the movie continues to go on, I couldn't help but, you know, care about the guy despite his fuck up. Uh, <laughs> but the one thing I will say is outside of a maybe plot perspective, I do think that all the women in this film, even Natalie deserve a shout out for actually how they acted. Cause I think the the variation between them being their characters and then them being the deadites is such a big range. Um, if nothing else, I, I loved Mia for her ability to go from being Mia to being possessed, Mia. Those that switch for me blew my mind. Because when she was creepy frightening for me, she genuinely was creepy frightening. And like the one the one scene that pops into my head, which is slightly moving forward a little bit, but when she's like after things happen to her and she's trying to tell David that something is wrong, and she's sitting on that mm. bed, and the look that she gives him, just on an actor level, blew me away. I was like, whew. Yo, Jane, you are killing it right now.
2: Yeah. Uh,
3: Agreed. Yeah, I liked Possessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I thought she did a good job acting um, 100%. Yeah. Sorry, talking yeah. interrupted. No,
4: I was just going to say that scene in particular, I, it gave me chills as soon as you started talking about it because that's exactly what I thought of is that scene. And actually nothing scary or gory even happens in that moment, but it is probably one of the most unsettling scenes I can think of. And so as soon as it started back up in this movie, I was like, oh yeah, they're actually like for the next, you know, couple minutes, she's going to have this conversation with him and it's going to be fucking terrifying because she's, she is freaked out and it's like she can see something in the room that he can't. Mm -hmm. And it's all, it's all acting. It's all in her face. It's all in the way that she's delivering the lines, So good. So scary.
1: That delivery got me. She's like, no, no,
4: you don't (laughs) understand. I
1: was like, oh my God, Mia, chill.
2: <laughs> but but
1: yeah, so like yeah. even I, I I can't really defend per se everyone's acting throughout the entire movie, especially homegirl Natalie, who really didn't get a lot to work off of. Though again, um, when she was dead eye form, I thought she was killing it. Um, so like as an ensemble, you know what I, I, I like think them. It is, though? What's up?
0: Just in her defense, <laughs> I think because she she's australian i think she was struggling to hide her accent Mm. when she was normal natalie and then when she was a deadite she didn't talk so i think she is a very good actress as far as like you know being able to convey emotions but when she talked i think she was having a hard time not being australian (laughs) which is which is fair it's really hard to conceal an accent but i i think that's why some of her lines just sound odd like the way that she the inflection that she gives is off but i think it's because she was focused on that yeah yeah so, in
2: her defense In her
1: defense. The,
2: one more one more
1: thing before kind of like moving forward a little bit is um i did think writing and plot wise the characters even if all their lines were necessarily there for it i think their through lines were very good um, one that worked really well for me was actually the, the mom thing between David and Mia, the fact that he feels guilty about his mom passing and him not being able to go back and see her because he got a new job or something, which is a very relatable thing. Um, and it's one of those things that until it was said in the film, I didn't really think about that. And I was like, damn, that's, that's, that, that's a brutal bit of, bit of subplot there that gives you a lot about David's character and why he's honestly there in the first place. You know, he's got to be racked with guilt over this this distance that he's put between his, his sister and his friends. And so little little tidbits like that that they did throughout the film worked for me and helped me move along in the story, despite the fact that shit gets really insane very quickly post this portion of the movie.
4: Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I did like, just to go back to your original point and it kind of ties into this, Roshane is just, yeah, I liked the dynamic. And I think that this movie does a really good job in some moments of showing rather than telling you. Mm -hmm. And so you get a lot, even sometimes they're telling you through their dialogue with each other, but it's not like super straight up exposition, I feel like at least. So it's, it gives you a lot in a small amount of time. It's very effective Mm -hmm. and it's just like, bam, here it is. Here's the scenario. Here's how all these friends work together and with their history. You just get that, like, really fast.
2: hmm mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. <clears throat> and I will say, I think it's clever of them that the reason that they're there is such... Um, the stakes are higher because not only is she, you know, trying to recover, but she also has recently OD'd and died. And so you can understand why for them they consider it more of a life or death situation. If they're not able to keep her there as frustrating as it can be, obviously as the audience, cause we know what's going on. I, you can, you can see where her friends are coming from when they say, no, she can't leave. Um, but yeah,
1: they have very believable, but, uh,
0: but I was like, go to the hospital. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they
1: had, they had believable reason to, um, follow through with their actions which for me plot wise i'm always cool with like the fact that they they wrote in a reason for them to stay at this cabin despite shit going down was really good and i thought that was a good that was good look on them for doing that and uh riffing off of tawny real quick showing and not saying huge in this movie because the cinematography is fucking dope i love the cinematography in this movie it is so damn good the first like one of my first notes post that first scene was them driving up to the cabin that like inverted upside down shot yes. over over yes. the road. oh my god she was good <laughs> i know
4: i was like i love those shots just in general like it's like always one of my favorite things to see cuz it it makes it just makes my stomach do like a little bit of a flip you know and i'm just like <laughs> oh i'm here for this like i don't know i feel like i'm being transported into a different reality or realm or whatever Mm -hmm. yes i was so excited and i mean just the colors and the lighting it's just it has such a specific very good
1: it's almost like a fairy tale like a very dark fairy tale in a way um yeah but i i loved it i just wanted to chat that out real quick the cinematography uh, chef's kiss
2: so good (laughs)
0: um okay so then they find all the stuff in the basement Mm -hmm. and they're so casual The most casual I've ever seen anybody be about finding dead animals hanging in a
2: basement. Yeah, you know, can
3: I
0: can I actually mention one thing uh, based off what Rosane said about
3: how they built that in to stay at the cabin? Mm -hmm. Um, I liked that originally until
0: this moment. All of that blood.
3: Then you'll go down and there's dead animals. How can this be a good place? (laughs) To keep this girl who's going to go through, you know, uh, relapse and like, you know, de- you know, going through detoxing from drugs or quitting dr- drugs, cold turkey. This place is absolutely horrifically disgusting. I cannot imagine that that's where it lost it for me a little. Not that it lost it, but right there. I was like, I wrote it right here. I would have absolutely left that house. I would have been blown away that my friends were like no 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 we'll just cut down all these dead animals this is still a good place to like help our friend Mm -hmm. detox from drugs i was like there's no way this is horrific scene." honestly
1: honestly agree agree like the the spidey senses would have been like yo we out like let's get out of here right now um i'll I'll give them this it's not a full it's not a full defense of it not because they should have left 100 percent should have left but i guess through the plot like it is their family's cabin um like i guess david and mia their family own that cabin so i could also understand them wanting to understand what the fuck happened in their family cabin. But
3: Yeah, yeah. B-
1: granted though, their plans for that day, evening, weekend, whatever probably should have changed as soon as they discovered all that stuff.
0: <laughs> they should have been like, let's put a pin on like, like let's put a pin in this. We'll take me to the like, I don't know. We'll take her to the Marriott until we can clean this place yeah. out and then we'll bring her back. Because and the thing about it too that I just noticed this last time is they don't even, Mia this entire time was like, oh my God, it smells awful in here. The smell is so bad. And they're just like, it's in your head. It's in your head. They didn't even apologize to her or (laughs) say, you know what? You were right. We, we, they, they still made her feel like she was crazy because she's like, this is the smell I was talking about. And, and that's the one thing is I would think the the stress that that would create and like the you know whatever that would create in her mind it might be worth it to take her out of that situation but they're not How the are brightest they not bunch.
2: smelling
3: yeah, ha- how did they don't not don't smell know. that through the floor?
0: I don't know. What it happened? took opening that hatch.
3: Like, Whoa. Like, okay. And how about like, maybe we should call the police. I don't know. Maybe it's a really small town. Maybe we don't just clean it up. Maybe some death happened here. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. We
0: get the hazard. Yeah. We get like the biohazard squad in here. Yes. Or some
3: but blood. But as my husband always says, he would, have always, he would have said, then honey, you wouldn't have.
2: Like, all right. All
1: right. <laughs> But so we get the we get the seller. Um, they don't leave. Bless their souls. Uh, <laughs> and then and so we get the book. Right, we get the book of the dead. Are we all in agreement that Eric fucked up by even oh, yeah. looking inside okay. that Opening book?
3: <laughs> this fucking guy with this fucking book is what I wrote on here. Because I'm gonna tell you this. I'm. I would be curious this ancient ancient book I would be I would be curious to see what's inside of it um I'm going to have to admit the bobbed wire though I think I would be curious um and, uh, cause I think it would be really cool to find ancient things. So, but I don't, I would not be, I know enough to be not trying to don't read this. Nah, I'm going to take this yeah, paper. Right. I'm going to get with this. Then I'm going to read it. And there's blood all over it. I think when I opened it and there was l- blood and everything that happened, I feel like, and it could be just because I watch too much true crime, I would stop touching it. It's obviously made with skin, too. Like, we need to call the police. (laughs) I I just feel like we need to call the police. So,
1: as far as I know, um, lore-wise, this book is bound in human flesh, and everything is written in blood. In human blood. Um, So, with that in mind, I have two notes in a row here. My first note being, why would you open that? And then my second note, which was 30 seconds later. But why would you say that, though? <laughs> like Even if you okay. found so uh, why would you read that out loud?
4: <laughs> but you're missing the step in between where he had to find the writing in the page <laughs> and trace over it like an old credit card <laughs> form or whatever to be able to see it to then say it out loud like that part. That was
0: too many steps. Too, that was, he, too many steps. Uh, no. He really... Okay. And so I feel like they try and say, oh, well, Eric, you know, he's, he's interested in things like that, so that's why he's so intrigued by this, which is fine. You know, I can believe that he might want to take first but you know what wait a minute a okay because i don't understand skin? why he took that a book no, no 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 before we even get to the skin pause on the skin because before we even get to the skin why did he take why did he see that and take it upstairs from the basement anyways it's about it's like covered in a trash bag and barbed wire i wouldn't i wouldn't have thought anything of it but anyway he takes it upstairs he opens it up yeah he sees this made of skin and he's like Okay, cool covering. And then he opens it anyway. <laughs> and and I know, I, I guess in my head, I'm thinking, okay, yeah. You know, I know some people who have to read things out loud, right? And I'm sure in your head, you probably, your first thought wouldn't be, oh, this is going to unleash this horrible thing. But if I saw things written in blood, and my thought was that the stuff that happened in the basement was witchcraft. Yeah. i mean i maybe like if i didn't if they hadn't have thought that it was witchcraft and maybe they were just like oh some weird shit happened down here and he hadn't had already put that correlation maybe i could have given him a pass but he already kind of knew that but i did want to say i did want to read you guys this quote from the director (laughs) that he said in regards to The way that the characters act throughout this and I feel like it probably most relates to the decisions that Eric makes, but he said it's very hard to make a film with the five smartest guys with survival instincts. The challenge here is that you were telling the story where the audience knows more than the characters. Uh, the character reads from the book of the dead because it's human nature to do that he wouldn't stop from reading it because he thinks it's going to unleash a curse he doesn't know he's in an evil dead movie he just found this weird book and doesn't believe in the set in the supernatural i mean i guess but i still think it's weird
1: i still think the skin, i still think, I still it's it's think the skin should have just been red it's flag it's a step too There's far red- Mm-hmm. Even the most even, <laughs> even the most non-believer of non-believers, I feel like would stop and pause for a second the moment mm-hmm. they see somebody's buttock skin on a book. Like they they <laughs> they would think twice yes. about opening it. Um the
3: have they and this is modern time. Have they never seen a movie? have <laughs> never heard? and he has though, right? He's interested in this stuff. He's interested mm-hmm. in like so he does know. No, he doesn't believe in it. I guess that's that's one thing. But he's
1: got some yeah, some go knowledge about it, like a little bit. Um, I will also yeah. I will also say though one of the most egregious things about that whole scenario is that Olivia knew that he had the goddamn book and wasn't stopping him from looking through it. When at some point in the movie, she walks up there with him reading the book, and all she says is a casual, "You really should leave that book alone." <laughs>
3: And then leaves. Yeah, and then doesn't she grab a book too? During- <laughs> I believe she had can,
1: had a book. Can we not have a little bit more <laughs> energy towards getting this man away from this book? Like, why are we letting him do this?
0: <laughs> yeah, this is this is all this is almost a moment where I wish they would have had Natalie read the book since she's just kind of there she doesn't know what's going on like if they had had her be interested in the book and then maybe eric came in and was like don't touch that or like don't mess with that or something but she had already done Mm -hmm. so because then I, i could see not not to be not to say she's dumb but like i could see her maybe reading it and not thinking anything of it rather than him who's much seems much more aware that there is because both him and Mia believe in supernatural or, you know, like in spirituality, it seems like. And so it's just, I don't know. I feel like for a person like that, you'd be a little
2: bit more cautious.
3: But Yeah, and she could no, have no. still known, because <laughs> I remember in elementary school learning that trick where you put the paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do. So... Yeah, she you don't have to be a scholar. Like I don't know why I thought maybe he studied this in college or something, but No, that um,
4: I think that's a good point too because it is sort of like one of the things that I think is the most unbelievable for him is that he reads them out loud loud. Like if you <laughs> yeah. if you were like trying to figure out what it said, you might say it out loud, but you might do it really quietly to yourself, mm-hmm. trying to like sound mm-hmm. out the the word. And so it almost m- would have made more sense if she had done it and done this And been like sort of whispering it to herself to be able to like understand, but he's like just exclaiming it to the world like it it is. Cuddle, (laughs) cuddle.
2: Jeez, this guy in this book, this fucking guy. guy
4: Can I tell you? I have a little. I have just the tiniest qualm with this. This scene also is just that. I wish. I'm just like, why would you put the barbed wire there when he's going to paper cut himself? Like, I wish he would have oh, actually oh, yeah. hurt himself on the barbed wire so that that could have been the blood. It's super tiny, yeah, tiny little that, thing. No, that's that would
1: have made a, lot, that made a lot more sense. I give it to yes. you. That would have made a lot yeah. more sense.
0: Yeah, that's very true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, me
1: neither. <laughs> um, but okay, so all this being said, motherfucker reads the book. And now. Now hell's everywhere like we're we're here shit's going down uh, i'm kind of curious what everybody's like what some of your favorite parts post hellscape are um starting with that thorn scene i know that that's like a callback to the original i have not been that uncomfortable in a scene since maybe <laughs> the silent hill scene um because that Mm -hmm. that was that was a like before before we get into the vine penetration part just her being like bound by the thorns like around her neck and stuff like yo that looked so painful like i was definitely Mm -hmm. cringing during that bit um skin was crawling was not was not vibing with the thorn scene (laughs) at all
3: yeah i liked right before that when she was in that disgusting lobby Mm -hmm. And then that thing was in the water with her. Oh, yeah. Um, And then, yeah, I agree with you that like all around her neck, but then she's pulling her arms and no, well, first of all, when she's running through the thorns, (laughs) let's just be like, just how about going through the thorns? I'm like, ouch. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, she's being held totally and choked. And then that thing is coming and you can just tell, like, they don't blatantly at first tell you, but you just know by the way her legs are held apart. The what and that thing is coming and you're just like oh god. See, I didn't. It was like I said earlier in
1: this ep- in this episode. Like I've seen the movie before, but I forgot Uh-oh. most of it. So when she was in the thorn bush, I didn't know what was coming next. And part of me was like, does she like die here and then get revived? As like like I forgot what happens to her to change her from Mia into possessed Mia. So I thought that we were just gonna like watch her just get strangled or something and then. She'll come back to life, resurrected. No, 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 no. I was wrong. I was wrong about that.
3: <laughs> you know what I think for for me, I am always worried, um, or that a woman is a, a woman is going to be mm-hmm. raped. Or sexually assaulted. So if I see anything like that starting to happen, like the way the vines are holding your legs, I'm like, oh no, is this is this happening? This is happening. So I think that's why I thought, oh gosh, that thing, that's why it's headed towards mm-hmm. her. Like, uh, but Ugh. the
1: the thing with the thing with that scene and many of the other scenes, I still want to hear about everybody's um, you know, favorites. But the cool thing cool, I Y'all can't see it listening, but I'm definitely air quoting that cool Uh, is the Necrocomicon itself. And this they they use it very well in this one where everything that's going to happen is kind of shown to you. It's one of those tropes where it's you're going to see a version of what's going to happen in this uh, series of unfortunate events. But when it actually unfolds, it's going to be a lot worse than it looks in this book. And so I did kind of like that through line. Um, when it's used well, it works for me where you like you get a little hint of the terror that you're supposed to see and then they go into it and it's worse. Um, I did think this movie did that well.
3: I loved that in the book. Yeah, where you'd see the little mm-hmm. picture of the book. And then um, if I can just say my, oh, yeah. my favorite scene uh, was um, Olivia's scene uh, where she <sighs> cut her face that was by far my favorite scene and i remember seeing the picture in the book and going oh no oh no and i was just filled with dread i thought when the light was off and you can hear i put it right here that sawing noise but i knew what she was doing because i saw the book and i was so scared to see it and then she did it so i'm getting cold chills She just did it so good. And she's stabbing him with that needle. Like almost like a robot in his face. I'm like, Oh, what's happening? Oh my God. he pulled that thing out of his eye and she's, ah, okay. So I'm just making a lot of noise. (laughs) but that was by far my favorite scene. It was so, and then he's bashing her head with the, the trunk of the sink. I think it was right. And bashing and bashing. And then they come in and he realized he just killed his friend. But, and he was like, you know, I think he said like she was gonna kill me, she was gonna mm. kill me, like cause he feels bad he did it, but oh my god, what just happened. <clears throat> Whoo! That, that was my favorite.
1: That was probably the 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 best capturing of watching this movie I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> that rendition I resonated with that. I feel like that was me for the entirety of this movie. I, uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, two things. Oh. That first of all. Eric, uh, yes, the man made a mistake, but boy, did he get punished! Oh my for god, it yes. throughout this movie, he oh did. my god, he could not take a breath without being. I was watching. I was like, any weapon that gets picked up in this movie is going to be inside of Eric. <laughs> like yes. he cannot get through this movie unscathed. So yeah, he gets punished for it in spades. But also, so I'm fine. You like. Any gore usually is does not affect me. Anything with needles, though, is, uh, I it, like, I can't. I just can't look. And so, and I knew it was coming because I remembered it from the first time for that specific reason. But when she's stabbing him with the needle and then it's still stuck in his, like, lower eyelid. Ooh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. That part, I can't. I have to look away every time Dude. because it's just.
1: Eric's. It's too much. Eric's suffering is like I was saying earlier. The reason why I let that character slide halfway through the movie, because I'm like, damn, I'm mad at you, but I wasn't that mad at you, my guy. Like, damn, Eric goes through it. Oh my goodness.
3: I just say one more thing. It's not like an entire scene, so I'm gonna add this tidbit and I'll be quiet. When she licked the box cutter.
2: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
3: And I actually, because I have family visiting, and I'm like, oh, I have more people. I was like, hey, maybe you guys want to watch a scary movie with me. (laughs) And they're like, well, what is it? And I'm like, well, let's watch the trailer. And so they're all like, you know, flinching and stuff. And then she does that. All of them said, nope. (laughs) 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 We're out.
1: (laughs) Absolutely not. You know, I will give this movie that. especially because we've been doing this podcast now for so long, watched a lot of horror, watched a lot of gruesome shit. This movie made me squirm like a child. The whole (laughs) time. As soon as any gore happened, I was just squirming in my seat because it's so visceral. They make you see so much of it. And they, 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 during big action, maybe they'll cut away. But like when, when, things are being ripped off cut off whatever you watch that whole thing and i know that's a note that they kind of took from the original which good on them for it because it made me terrified the whole fucking time
0: yeah well and and kudos to them too because uh this is all like they didn't use any cgi it's all practical pretty much practical yeah and i and i feel like that helps because all of the gore and anytime anybody gets hurt it really looks real I feel like you can really feel it and I think that that's a testament to the way that they probably you know filmed it and did the makeup and everything is that it just seems so much more visceral because of that yeah. particularly the part that hurt me the most <laughs> was the the scene with the nail gun <laughs> Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know why. Like I don't something about it being a nail gun and her just popping off all those <laughs> nails continuously. Uh and and I think the thing about it too is a lot of times we see it in this movie is you know when you're when something's coming at you, everybody's instinct is to cover their face with their hands. It happens a lot in this movie and every time I see someone's hand go up, I just know something's going to go inside of it. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh. <sighs> And I agree. Just so pay- The nails. It's too much. <laughs> it's like everything, though. It's like
4: almost every, like you're saying, almost every weapon goes through somebody's hand. And I do think that doesn't get shown a lot, actually. Like when you watch horror movies in mm-hmm. general, and that's part of what I think you, that's a great word, visceral. That's what this movie is all the way throughout. It's so visceral. And that's why I think I like it. It's got to be like in the top five, maybe even the top three most gory movies I think I've ever seen in my life and it's so effective because it's so, it feels so real. And th- those scenes, it happens like three or four fucking times that somebody goes to block and they just get shit through the hand. Or <laughs> like the the um, tire iron, when she smashes his oh. hand and it just like crumples oh. apart. Was yeah. so disgusting. I mean, there's so many of those moments, and in the needle, the needle goes through the nail gun, and even way later, Mia has the box cutter and she slices up his like mm-hmm. forearm. It's so oh. like real feeling. That it, it, I, it, I too squirm throughout this movie and I've watched it already a couple times. Like I bought it because I like it that much. So I just have <laughs> it on Amazon and watch it when I want to. And I still am like, oh God, like, no, don't do it. And it's, it's just, I think that's a testament. You know, you don't watch that many movies and feel that way. At least, I mean, I feel like 60% of this movie is that way, right? Like mm-hmm. you might feel that way here and there, like Hostel has a couple moments where you're like, oh, gross. Ugh. But then like 80% <laughs> of the movie, you're just kind of watching stuff and you're fine. It's so packed in this movie. It's like one of the things that I like the most is just how unrelenting, unrelenting, like gore and terrifying, visceral. Ugh. So gross.
3: What is your favorite? I don't know. It's
4: really hard for me to pick. I feel like I have. I feel like I also have a handful of tops, like for sure that the tongue box cutter (laughs) is up there. I mean, when when he gets hit with the crow, I mean, just the whole crowbar thing in general for me is really, really terrifying and visceral because the idea of being like bludgeoned to death is so fucking scary And so the fact that he even gets his hand knocked out of the way first and then she just hits him like two or three times on the head and he survives. There was like eight times in this movie that I was like, oh, he's dead. He's so dead. Like (laughs) the blood is like just pouring out of
1: his heart. He
4: wishes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, like let this man die. (laughs) But then he has to get like concussed like three times by this crowbar like that oh it's so gross and when her arm is dangling by that one
1: oh. thread
4: and then it when falls she, off so good
1: when she yeah. cut when she cut it off oh man you you see you see so much of it and then the aftermath is just like that juxtaposition fucked with me because she's just like what did you do she just turns around she's just so relieved so happy. He's like, oh my God, I feel so much better. And it's just hanging on by like yes. a single piece of skin. And then, oh God. Oh, it was
3: so <laughs> great. Yeah, when she looked at the knife, I went,
2: she's going to cut it off. <laughs> oh God.
3: You know what? That crowbar, I, I totally agree with you, Tawny. When when anybody in a movie is like hit in the face with the butt of a gun or whacked with a crowbar, just the pain. I just like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. That's why it bothered me when the brother got whacked multiple times in his arm with the crowbar and he's cool. Yeah,
0: mm. he takes like no damage in this yeah. movie until the very end. Like I yeah. <laughs> I full on
1: plot armor baby while I was
0: <laughs> he's so, like while I was watching it I was like man these people are really going through it and then every time it would cut back to him his shirt was like crisp and white <laughs> his like skin is clear <laughs> his, like he's just looks fine and everybody else is like either covered in vomit or dirt or like has all yeah. these wounds and then, yeah I mean eventually you know he as the movie goes on he gets hurt more and more and more but I was like in comparison to everybody else until the end he's like kind of living it up yeah like he's living the good life
3: because <laughs> when she was whacking him I was like oh his arm is screwed yeah. oh no he's carrying he's carrying his friend out
2: he also got yeah. shot and then he's
3: grabbing his he got yeah he's shot. grabbing his friend's face yeah he's oh, grabbing yeah, his yeah, friend's face with both hands and I'm like oh okay, right. okay. <laughs> life's been treating me good he feels feeling
2: strong
1: <laughs> so real real quick a uh, fun fact when he Looks i thought about this when he got shot right um like mia comes out with a shotgun and then you're like oh what are you doing and then she like shoots and hit hits him in the arm then and then she does that scream um that scream that she did homies if you have listened through the episodes you know that scream that she did after she shot her brother in the arm is the exact same scream that I heard in my sleep paralysis nightmare that I had right I after heard. watching Evil Dead. And so when that scene happened and I heard that scream again, Felicia, Erica, Tawny, my skin crawled <laughs> <laughs> like absolutely crawled because in that moment I relived that entire freaking nightmare and oh my god i don't want i don't want to go like too deep into because i've already done it a ton of times on the podcast but for those that don't know i watched that movie the first time had a sleep paralysis nightmare and then proceeded to wake up and could not move for like a minute it was absolutely terrifying but that that was the scene that was the ptsd scene for me well, it was just that audio cue got me fucked up. I had to pa- I had to pause the movie for a second, take a deep breath. It's like whew, all right, and then I had to keep going. Oh my
0: god. You just like immediately slipped into the sunken place
2: when you heard I, it. It felt it, it, it felt
1: like, like it. I was I was honestly <laughs> shocked by how quickly my like body and brain remembered that sound. Like it was instantaneous. It was like that was it. That that that's the exact scream that you heard. And I was like, "Damn." brain is wild y'all the brain is the brain is wild
0: (laughs) but that is that's also a really great scene where they first kind of realize that something is wrong (laughs) but something i these friends are not super helpful i mean so everything's going wrong and yeah um what's his name david so yeah david gets shot and so natalie goes to help him i guess and then olivia is being like <laughs> mia is throwing up on olivia <laughs> for hours <laughs> and nobody comes to help her nobody like she has to push mia off herself and then and it's like cutting to shots of everybody else everybody else is just kind of sitting around just kind of looking at her, like, <laughs> they're all just sitting like damn that's crazy but nobody moves <laughs> to help her <laughs> I was like, and then, and man, these people have the Scooby-Doo effect so hard. Everybody splits up constantly throughout this movie. I'm like, can you guys work in a buddy system of some type? Because every time somebody walks into a room, the door slams shut behind them. (laughs) and that's why most of that's why most of them die at least for sure olivia and natalie the only reason they die is because they go off
1: by themselves on
0: their own yeah and i'm like guys we got to figure something else out (laughs) we got to do this in a different way i got a
3: little bored (laughs) with the the door shutting
2: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
3: like by the time it shut again i was like oh there it goes again not like I was that way the whole movie. Just that one thing with the door shutting behind it's me. Kind of like you you count. know
1: it's about to it's about to happen again. Yeah, I feel that.
4: One thing that I think helps that in my mind is the speed at which shit happens in this movie. It feels it feels like breakneck speed to me. So I feel like I can forgive a lot of that stuff because from the moment that she is in the shower and she burns herself, that I get that there probably was a moment before this that everybody should have decided to leave. But that moment, they finally said, oh, shit, this is beyond our help. I'm a nurse. I can do some stuff that a doctor would do at a hospital, but we need to get her to a hospital right now. So they immediately pack up and leave or try to leave. But then they can't because the river is flooded, so they can't get across there. And from that point forward in this movie, it is just... It just everything goes off, goes flying off into crazy town. So like you have mm-hmm. no time to be able to like put together a plan or react or anything. So it's all just so fast, you know, cause she gets attacked and she gets like thrown up in her mouth for <laughs> 1800 hours. They kick Mia into the basement and then she goes to get another shot. And so it's like, it's happening over the course mm-hmm. of what feels like minutes. And so... You can't really even catch up. And I remember, I mean, after watching this several times, you, you, there's more time for you to say, like, okay, maybe you shouldn't have done this or, like, whatever. I feel less like that. But I remember the first time I watched this movie, I was like, oh, my fucking God, I actually have no idea what I would do. I, I have no <laughs> mm-hmm. idea what I would have done differently.
2: Like, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. No, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think it it seems like it happens over maybe, like, a couple of hours that you know most of the people die and so i totally like i agree with you i think once it starts rolling the ball never stops and so i totally get where they're coming from i have no idea what i would do in that situation and there's really no good situation because Mia has so much control like they're not there's really nothing they can do where they would have the upper hand she kind of always has it and makes them feel like they maybe have a chance but I, I think I notice it specifically Olivia's doesn't bother me as much I I notice it a lot with Natalie yeah because but I think that's only because I don't buy her and David being a couple and and in my head I think okay if I was here with my significant other and I wouldn't, I wouldn't let them go anywhere by themselves, nor would I go anywhere by myself. I'd be like, we are, a you. this is, we are we from this moment on. But I, I notice it more with her than anybody else. And I just, and, but that's mainly just because she's just such a random character so anytime it follows her i'm like what's going on with her now what's what's important what shenanigans is natalie (laughs) into
1: this time where are we at yeah
0: (laughs) yeah i thought that too
3: with that scene with her like that's when it hit me wow he's not checked in on her at all yeah no like at all through this entire she had no
1: business having (laughs) enough time to go down into that basement and get (laughs) and get A blood kiss, which was oh, was so gross. That was so gross.
3: (laughs) Yes, that was one thing too. Um, At that point, I was like, "Come the Mm. fuck on! Oh, we're here to help you." Okay, not okay. Not (laughs) at this point. Like (laughs) at this point, I I think we're all not feeling bad for my friend. Why did you
2: look me down? Hey,
0: we're trying to help. You. Okay, you were out of control. No, you got violent and we didn't know what else to do. Yeah,
2: like something really terrible has happened and we have to get out of here. Now, okay. I don't understand. He's not gonna let you leave. And he's not gonna stop hurting as you.
3: And then I tried to pull myself out and like, okay, well, what if it was my kid? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. At this point, though, with what my friends were going through, I don't think, like, I didn't buy yeah, that. I, but I, but the, you, then you got that scene with the raised, you know. Yeah,
0: which is great. And I think that scene would have only worked with the character of Natalie mm-hmm. because she doesn't know <laughs> Mia enough to know like she, I, not to say that she, I don't think she would ever be like, man, maybe Mia is like this sometimes, <laughs> but I, I think, I think she probably is not familiar enough with Mia where, you know, she could tell that that is probably not her or like not the way that she would be. I don't think that would have worked with any other character, but um, yeah, this is a horny, we get a horny little <laughs> demon here. Yeah. Very much so.
1: I guess part of the part of the demonic lore is that they haven't been laid in centuries, and they're just trying to get it in <laughs> wherever it fits in. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a horny ass <laughs> possession. I was like, okay, I don't know if we needed this, but sure, whatever. Uh, I will I will say one really good thing about that basement scene for how nonsensical it was that she would go down there. I loved the the creaky floorboard bit. I did like that that first mm-hmm. step. Because you see, they do, you get a shot of that throughout the entire film of them walking on that first step, and it's always so strange because it sinks. It's like that first step just like sinks down every time somebody steps on it, and you're like, why do we keep seeing this? Why do we keep seeing this? And it's just one of, those, one of those Chekhov's gun moments where it finally amounts to something, and you're like, oh, okay, that's why. And I, I'm a sucker for those. I, lo- I love when they're included and they're done well, and I did think that that part- just... The, not her going down there but the actual step itself i thought was really cool I, I thought it was cool that they did that
4: and i can't help by myself but be like oh shit like every time <laughs> <laughs> even though i know even though i know it's coming i'm always like no
0: <laughs> yeah it is a really it is a great it's a great scene and, and for some reason it always makes me laugh when like <laughs> it's not it's unfortunate for him i'm sure but like just the idea of when he like flips the thing back over and mia's like bloodily making out with his (laughs) girlfriend i just have to wonder like what day like what he was thinking when he flipped it over and then she just like runs upstairs i don't know that part always makes me laugh and i don't know why <laughs> um but i love the moments when we cut back to mia as things are happening and she's just like <laughs> reacting crazy or like laughing or like saying something i i or love nervous those like if she yeah. thinks that they're being defeated yeah yeah that's cool those moments are great as well but what are your guys' thoughts about this ending? Do you like the way that it ends? Um, would you change anything about it?
1: How about we let you guys go first? I can see like I can see the thought processes happening and I'm very curious where th- we're going to land.
2: <laughs> um
3: so <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs>
1: every good explanation starts okay. with so, <laughs>
3: <laughs> so yeah. i um we're talking about the very end mm-hmm. right when she so okay so everybody's dead and ever all of that he he left that place so far so she's like um when she's trying to get away right and she's she crawls in that hole and immediately i thought how did you think that was a good <laughs> idea like the, the lady is like right behind you, but okay. And then she goes up in there and then she's really obsessed with this chainsaw, which I ultimately am happy. But at first I was like, come on, like grab something else. She's like pouring the gas and then and then she's dragging it around and it's not starting. I'm like, get something else. I'm glad she didn't. But then like, it's just going on and on and on. Um. Then when the car fell on her arm and she's ripping her arm, at that point I was, I, I was kind of like, oh, okay. Um another arm is being lost like i don't know what it was with her and the ending it it wasn't as impactful on me as the what the other people had gone through or even when she was you know the demon and doing you know her own stuff this this ending i was just kind of like uh okay but then when she shoved the change saw in uh the demon's mouth i was like
2: oh <laughs> shit
3: that's- and it just kept going ah, <laughs> ah, ah, i just kept going i'm like oh, okay that's pretty cool and then she was like but and then she's i don't remember what she said she was something like you bitch or something that like, kind of like tough and then whoo all right there's the sun i guess i'll leave and i wrote down here how is she gonna explain <laughs>
2: shit?
3: because she's just kind of walking into the sunset okay let's move on um so I guess that's how I felt. I don't know if you could kind of tell just from my explanation. It's kind of like, okay, but I, I did like the chainsaw thing. I was getting kind of tired of like, oh, she she has the necklace. It falls off. She has it. She puts it on, she doesn't. There she has it again. I'm like, okay, just like
1: do something you know, with a it. necklace
3: gone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So that's kind of how I felt about the
2: idea.
4: <laughs> I I agree that I do feel like towards the back part of this movie, after she comes back alive is not as strong as the rest of this movie. Like I, I don't hate it for any particular reason, but I also, it's all a blur. Like when I think, when I was thinking back to what, what was the experience of watching this movie? The most impactful scenes are the ones that happen with all of the friends. Mm
2: -hmm. And
4: I mean, I remembered her, you know, getting the arm caught over in the, um, you know, Jeep and pulling it out. But like, aside from that, it just is a blur. Like, it's just the last part of this just morphs together. So I just don't think it's as strong, probably because there's only one person now left from our original group. And we're just watching her interact with this, you know, dead girl that we, I I assumed was the girl that we saw earlier, but who knows? We don't know who it is. And it's just absurd. It's just like, I, I liked the absurdity of this part of the movie with the blood raining down on her and everything's red. And it's like, I do, I like that way over the top part of it, but yeah, like it's just sort of, I'm I can't I'm just neutral I guess that's why I don't really have any super strong feelings on it. I'm just like oh okay, and I I find myself getting bored now that I've seen this movie a few times. Once this mm-hmm. starts to happen, I I kind of check out like I'm not paying as much attention because it's just not I don't know it's just not that interesting.
3: I was ready for a ten too. That's a good yeah like bored like oh there goes another arm. <laughs> the chainsaw that was why the chainsaw thing stuck out to me because i was like "Oh, yeah okay, i haven't seen that before <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah i i totally agree with that i thought that girl was her as the demon that's
1: what it kind of felt so, like
0: i i think it is meant to be her i think at this point the demon has just taken on her her
1: persona kind of sort of yeah um
0: just cuz okay. it was the last person yeah. that it was in I it's think It's
1: also like they're kind of going with that like mid 2000s like the the ring grudge sort of look which you know mm-hmm. at that point in time every specter kind of looked like that so I was like yeah it makes sense
0: What about you yeah, guys? I was like, yeah. do you want How me you to go or do you want to go? Okay. So so I'm going to back up just a scope. Mm-hmm. Um I actually feel like So for me, I actually really, really like this ending bit. But I think that's because the way that you guys felt about the ending is how I felt about this part right before the ending. So like everything with David trying to figure out what he's going to do and deciding he's going to bury her and Mia, you know, saying all this stuff to him and him being like, I'm so sorry. Like uh, that part for me, I was like okay let's wrap it up (laughs) like I was ready for (laughs) him to you know just just figure out what he was going to do and so and I think that for me it was kind of the same thing it's like we've kind of gotten rid of the majority of our characters and we were left with David who to me was not as interesting as everyone else and so kind of watching him slodge his way through trying to figure out what he was going to do. I was, like, ready for him to figure it out. So then by the time that, you know, he goes back inside and... Eric attacks him and all of that and then Mia gets into the fight I was like back into it because the action was picking up again Mm. and also I just have to say because I thought it was funny so when he was burying Mia I was watching this with my boyfriend and you know she has like that dress on and he was like did it say in the ritual that he had to put a nice red card on her? And I was like, I was like, no, I don't. I think that was just for aesthetics. I was like, I don't I think the same thing. There. I was like, where was the red flag? <laughs> It's just I'm like, did she? Because she guess she just had that. I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't know. I loved watching her fight back and in my head i always i was just thinking how scary it would be to be the only one left and now having to deal with this situation particularly for her because she's been there but not really there the whole time like she hasn't had to deal with fight back in the same way that everybody else has had to fight back Um, so I liked watching her go through, and I really love the scene where she's in the crawl space, and it goes through her knee, that's, that's one of my favorite parts, when it goes, because I, I hate, in movies, you always see that kind of a shot, but it never actually hits anybody, it, like, always just goes, like, right around their outline, and it was really nice to see it actually, like, make contact (laughs) with the person, um, so yeah, I don't know, I liked watching her finally fight back and get to that point where she's just like oh whatever fuck it and you know kill it and go about her life i i was sitting there i was like i was like girl you better not do drugs anymore after, this. <laughs> after yeah. all they went through like, you better be clean <laughs> but no i yeah i i loved the fight i loved all the blood and i loved how it's yeah just like and i just think that she looks really fucking cool like uh, i don't know i i love those you know badass moments where someone just looks really dope so yeah i don't know i like the ending i i know i get why david had to die i think that that probably was the best better ending was for him to die but i don't know i don't know how i feel about him like Oh, I gotta go get the keys. Mm -hmm. And then, like, yeah. And then just getting shanked (laughs) from behind. Yeah. I like that he, you know, kind of sacrificed himself to save her, but I don't know. It was was all right. I didn't need all, I personally didn't need all the like sentimentality between them before that. But I get that it was necessary for the, to to wrap the story up well. Yeah.
1: Um, I guess kind of paybacking off of that. Um, I had two different experiences watching it the first time and then watching it the second time when it comes to the ending. Um, I remember the first time I watched this movie, um aside from being just having my mouth open the whole time. Uh, i was I was towards the end. I, I think Tanya, you said it, but like I was kind of exhausted. And I didn't fully understand why. And I think the first time I watched it, I attributed it to the fact that it felt like it had, like, two endings, right? Like, the movie felt like it ended, and then we get the abomination, and then it kind of ends again. So when we get to the the blood rain chainsaw bit, I think I was just exhausted by then, and I thought that it was that scene that did it. Um, but, however, watching it this time around... I think it's really what you said, Erica. It's a lot of the David stuff right before then um, that kind of tired me out because this time around, I absolutely fucking loved watching um, Mia fight the Abomination. And like, I, I was 100%. Like, the moment it started raining blood, uh, my hands were clasped. So I was like, all right, let's go. And <laughs> uh, for reference, the first time I watched the film, I hadn't seen um evil dead and even re-watching it this time i went back and um re the original afterwards because i got curious because the movie made me curious to go see the other one and one thing i didn't know the first time i watched it the little bit that i knew about evil dead is that there was a character named ash and they had a chainsaw for a hand that those were the only things that i knew about evil dead and so I remember watching it the first time and being like, all right, so there's no Ash in the movie, but how are they doing Chainsaw Hand? It seemed like from all the hype that I was hearing about the series, that somehow, some way, there had to be a Chainsaw Hand. So when we got a Chainsaw like in a scene, I remember finally being like, oh, oh, there it is. There it is. We're going we're gonna to do the thing. And then her arm gets ripped off. And I'm like, oh. Oh, here we go. Uh, Saw hand is coming. And <laughs> so like that kind of giddiness that I felt, um, even without knowing anything about the actual series, I thought was a lot of fun. And like, I appreciate the movie for bringing that. Um, and then watching it this time around, getting to really enjoy the cinematography, like I was saying earlier, oh my God, the scene of the burning cabin with it raining blood, and she's just there chainsawing the fuck out of this abomination has got to be in my top five, if not top three, best scenes in a horror movie of all time. That the way I felt watching her chainsaw through that monster was like an actual kid in a candy store. I was like, oh, it's so good!
2: Because <laughs> it just lasts
1: so long and you get to see all of it. And just like, with the mm-hmm. fire in the background and everything, I was like, okay, this this picture right here, I'm fairly sure this is Evil Dead. Like, when you're trying to describe, like, what is Evil Dead? Like, what 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 is this thing that people keep talking about? I think if you show them that sequence, be like, it's pretty much this. Uh, <laughs> because after, <laughs> yeah. after watching the movie and then going back and watching the original and seeing how like ridiculous some of the stuff in there is I was like okay I see no that scene was Evil Dead that's the thing like it's over the top very gory but kind of cool at the same time while still trying to tell a story and so for me I the second time around I loved the ending just because I had so much fun with it and watching it again was a great experience for me I'm like Erica, where I'm like, the David stuff could have been cut down a little bit for me. Um, I did have two notes about David. The first one being, um, <laughs> I did think it was kind of ridiculous to see David getting chucked around for like 30 seconds. I did think that was really, <laughs> yeah. I just kept getting shots of him. And be like, ugh, ah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chucked around the basement.
3: I was like, there's so many of these little like well
2: pools
3: <laughs> all over <laughs> in another one and in another um, one so yeah. i thought
1: that was funny and then my other note about him was like my guy stop trying to loophole the damn demon book like th- him yeah. him bringing her back to life, i'm glad that she came back to life but i was like my guy do you really think now's the time to be looking for loopholes here like just bury her and be done <laughs> i really thought that shit. like <laughs> come, just come on i i know you love her but bury yeah. her and let's let's move on um
3: yeah, I have to agree. I have right here. I don't know about this fucking hardcore electric shot. <laughs> right. yes. This is what I wrote in my notes. So I'm like, he just came up with this. Like, I mean, I've seen Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. where they put the, the, yeah. the shot, and, you know, but like, oh, I have these things. This will work in this car battery or whatever it was, whatever he yeah. was doing. And he was able to put this together now all of a sudden. And it's like, like, all right. I don't know about this, right, Dexter. But- yeah.
0: <laughs> I also didn't really like. I'm. I'm. I think it's really cheesy how he like walks away because he thinks that she's dead, <laughs> and then you just hear David, <laughs> and he turns around and she's standing up. I was like, she
1: dug through all okay. of that came. Like, oh man, Well,
0: and because he like he like covered her with that blanket or whatever, and then like in the time it took for him to stand up, turn around, and walk a couple steps, she's like throwing the blanket away and then like is standing up and is just like David I'm like why why is this this the yeah. way that it is
3: <laughs> and can you honestly after all of that tell me that she's standing there now all of a sudden that quick going David he's like oh it worked you're not the demon come <laughs> on well she and she wasn't no. and so i mean that makes right, sense but right. his immediate reaction was like yeah Yay, my sister right. come on i thought she was
0: yeah. the demon because i was For like sure. oh, How you? Oh, she was like tricking I, I
1: i let it i let it go but i was like so you just fully healed from all those burns gotta got no dirt on your dress every, like i guess coming back from possession <laughs> just magically washes away everything i was like yeah
0: no snake tongue. <laughs> nope, your tongue your tongue is, is fine i was condition. like you know what
1: sure at that point i was like sure whatever uh, um yeah. i did i would love to know and this could be something that they cover in like a behind the scenes or something like that i would love to know how they safely shot the burial scene though because i was thinking I was about wondering
4: that. this
1: too right because yeah. it's like she's got the bag like in her like maybe it was something where it like didn't go all the way around her head like or something like that but i was just very curious about the logistics of how they shot that so I was like, "That looks very not safe." <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I was, I was. Thinking apparently, the same they thing. really buried her. Oh,
1: really? I that. I,
0: apparently, and they would just have to, you know, do it, get the shot, and then they have to like <laughs> get her out really quick.
1: Yeah, I she. Know. I, I give her that. Jane Jane was a trooper for this move. Like when you watch carefully from a production standpoint, some of the stuff that she had to do, like just to get those shots, is pretty incredible. Like she was. She was down bad for making this movie down bad. And I'm like, all right, go ahead, girl. <laughs> yes. Go
2: through
4: it. And mm-hmm. on top of that, just the fact that they have this bag over her face. I, like, again, logistics wise, you're thinking, how the fuck did you shoot this and get such a scary shot of her face? And, like, you, and you, you can see it well enough. And it's not cheesy. Mm-hmm. I just was thinking, mm-hmm. if I went to go try to shoot this and do it in a safe way, there's no way that you could get this without it seeming cheesy. Mm-hmm. And they did a fantastic job of it just being so scary and like well seen and hurt her face because she shifts right as soon as she knows, like, or the demon knows that it can't get him the way that it's trying to like manipulate him. And it just mm-hmm. flips back to like, you know, no expression, talking. It I, That part was so good. And I just was like, on top of that, they had to make sure that she wasn't going to get hurt like yeah. what a, what a feat mm-hmm. you know
1: but yeah i mean on that are we are we at that point do you think erica that we do the thing that we normally do
0: yeah well i was going to ask you guys too i mean so like i said i've never i haven't seen the the original one like completely through so I don't know if I'll have very much to add to it but is there anything now that we finished discussing this one and just that from the first one or the original one that you would have liked to have seen added or you know what are your thoughts in comparison between the two obviously they're very different like I don't think it's fair to completely compare them cuz they were made so differently, but any aspects I guess from the original one that you would have liked to have seen. Um well, I I have only seen the first
4: two and I mix them up a lot in my head. So like I can't remember which one is which because they're pretty similar, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I have a hard time like distinguishing those movies. But actually the first thing that I saw, I think, Evil Dead wise was Ash versus Evil Dead. Mm. I think that's oh, where nice. I started. Okay. Is with the show. And e- even if I had seen Evil Dead, I didn't remember a lot about it. Like I think I was very neutral on it. And so it's one of those like weird things where I watched the most recent version first and I feel like it prepped me for the tone of Evil Dead as a series. And so then I went back and watched... I I can't remember which one I even watched first, but I, I think I might have watched the first ones or parts of them, and I was... I liked it, and I think I wouldn't have liked it if I hadn't have seen the show first because they they just... I think they do a really good job of carrying the tone all the way through those movies, but the one movie that doesn't really have that tone as much is this remake. So... Mm-hmm. I remember going and sitting down and watching this and I I I got blindsided by how gory, like I remember, it, like, Roshane, I think you said this earlier, with your jaw open, like I remember just feeling blown back in the seat watching this movie because it was another one of those that I just didn't have high expectations. I thought it was just going to be your average horror movie, whatever. And then it was like a wild, wild ride and I really enjoyed it. And in some ways it has some of that tone of like comedy, but not really like they, they, they tone it way down. It's over the top, but it's not funny in the way that the first ones are, but I have yet to see Army of Darkness. So that's kind of where I'm at in terms of my experience. I don't think that there's anything that I wish they would have brought in from that aspect. In fact, I don't know, even just the Bruce Campbell part at the end, I don't know if you guys all hung in, but post credits, Mm -hmm. there's like a quick cameo by bruce campbell and he says groovy this at is the end. line yeah <laughs> and i'm like i don't know if we needed it mm-hmm. you know like I, I get it it's like fan service and i'm sure people but it just was so like i don't know it felt a little like we didn't need it mm-hmm. this was an this mm-hmm. was a different group of people in the same like you know i don't know vein but that's kind of i think where i'm at i
1: feel that um I can hop in because I've also now seen a little bit more of the evil deads. And I, the funny things I really think for this series, the order in which you watch these will very much determine, I think how you feel about this remake, because Mm -hmm. seeing the remake first and then having that spur my interest in the actual series and going back and seeing more of the it's still it's still gory and gruesome but like tawny said it's a lot more comedic and a little bit it's like a little bit more lighthearted in in certain ways a little more kooky um i think is one way to put it and so i can fully understand right somebody who grew up with the original series and you know also attribute Ash and evil dead into the exact, like these two things are synonymous. Like you can't have evil dead without Ash, right? I could see how somebody from that mindset might have issues with the remake because they're expecting something that they're not going to get. And although that exists, I think if you, if you're like me and you start with the remake, you don't feel that that same need for the fan service, right? Like it's not necessary for you because you get to watch this film as just a standalone experience. And I think, in my opinion, that's when it worked best. I think if I had seen the other ones first, it would have definitely skewed how I watched this film. Um, but because I got to see the serious, not funny version of Evil Dead and got to experience it the way that I think the director wanted you to experience it, um, it worked for me. Um, so in that regard, I don't think there's really anything that I would change. I wouldn't want to add in the comedy that the original evil deads had into this one, because I think that would do it a disservice. I think keeping this movie as a scary standalone, um, homage slash tribute to evil dead was the best option that they could go unless, unless they're going full recreation, which I think they kind of already did when they did Ash versus the evil dead, the TV show. I think that's what that was for it's like all those fans that wanted more of the same you got it it just wasn't in the remake movie it was in the tv show
0: okay cool yeah like i said i haven't i need to go watch it all the way through now um and i mean i would have enjoyed i'm sure i would have enjoyed it anyway i like like i said these movies are very different and i think if you take it for if you accept that and take it as like You know, yes, it's the evil dead, but they're trying to take it into a different tone that I think this movie will already be much more enjoyable for you. Because I feel like if they would have retried to do Ash or something like that, it still wouldn't have been like people still wouldn't have been happy because it's it's not Bruce Campbell. You know, like I feel like the best thing they could have done is take it in a completely different, like completely different characters, flip the story and try something different because it's like never going to live up to what it was
1: yeah remaking a cult classic that's that's hard that's really yeah, hard. <laughs> yeah
0: it's a cult classic for a reason yeah yeah but should we go ahead and rate rate this one what are we so. what are we thinking
2: yeah
0: we could rate. you guys it out of you guys chainsaws? probably know that we
1: yeah we rate it out of random chainsaws things. chainsaws would be good yeah. chainsaws <laughs> would be good i'd be down for chainsaws
0: or nails maybe Oof. or nails or flashbooks flesh flashbooks flashbooks flesh books. that's like
1: it was <laughs> like borderline to step away from something else I'm like yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. should we do should we do chainsaws <laughs> i'm
1: i'm i'm here for chainsaws yeah 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 let's okay. do it okay
0: all right would you guys like to go first out of how many five usually. Oh, out of five. I'm sorry. Oh
1: should have probably said that. <laughs> sorry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, whatever you want.
1: Out of a thousand, please. <laughs> um- <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: god.
3: But um, I do want to say everybody listening, and to my homies of horror and to Tawny, I really, really hope you still like me. Um, <laughs> because I um I didn't like this movie. Uh, the the thing I liked about this movie was the visceral pain for like though that was all really good and I was like whoa oh my god I was constantly cringing that was really good but I was not scared at I wasn't I was grossed out for sure and I liked how I was like oh ouch that was all really good but I um I wasn't scared like when they would I, I believe they were trying to do like jump scares, like several parts, and um I didn't I didn't even move. Like I was just like, oh that happened. Oh,
2: that happened.
3: <laughs> but I really but I do really like um again, they did a superb job in you could we already said this, but that visceral pain, you could feel it. It made you cringe, it made me go, oh my god, constantly. So I really liked how they did that, and I also liked how creative they got with it there were things i hadn't seen before um in other horror movies so i enjoyed that too how creative they were with their gore um so i give it three chainsaws
1: oh, nice i thought you're about to go lower honestly
3: <laughs> oh no yeah because i i really liked the the gore how good how good that was um but uh the part of me that was lacking was uh, that i wasn't scared at all mm-hmm. i think that that was yeah
1: it's fair
4: I think I'm gonna give it a, a four point seven five chainsaws because I I can't I feel like I can't give it a full five because of the shaky acting and there's like a couple moments that feel just like way off, like for sure David's battery resurrection was like, okay. I like over the top, but this is like we're way outside of the bounds of reality at this point. <laughs> uh you are not a doctor the doctor <laughs> died an hour and a half ago so but i but i can't help but like love this movie and i just i think a lot of it is the first experience going in with really low expectations and being blown back in my chair just like nonstop gore terrifying and it's not scary in the way that it's affected me after i have watched the movie but while i'm watching the movie it's some of the scariest imagery that i can think of like i I don't know if I can think of another movie that beats this movie out in terms of how scary it looks. And so for that, I just have to give it a 4.75 chainsaws.
3: I can tell you when pyramid head ripped
2: that <laughs> skin off.
0: <in> Hill, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably my top.
2: <laughs> All right.
1: 4.75. Not bad. Uh, Erica, do you want to go? Or do you want me to go?
0: Uh, you go first. I'm still calculating
1: okay um so i think for me i i gotta give this movie 4.9 out of 5 oh, chainsaws wow. Wow. and the main reason for this it's actually a very simple reason is just this movie was so much fun i had so much fun watching this movie and even from, from a perspective of, at this point, watching horror movies at least twice a week. Like, I, I'm, <laughs> seeing, I'm seeing horror movies consistently. And so over time, you just get, get kind of used to it. Still, the experience of watching this movie again. Because like I said, I put this movie off of re-watching because of how it affected me in college. And finally going back and re-watching, I had forgotten how wild of a ride it was. And like, there, it's just that somehow superseded everything else, along with the fact that I adored the cinematography. I thought everything looked fucking beautiful, despite the gore, despite how disgusting it was. It still looked so pretty, and the plot worked for me. the The gore was so like there. There were so many good things, but overall, just that feeling of just like visceral, like oh my god, joy that I felt while watching it. Um, definitely puts it like really high up on my list. Like this, this is like borderline. If not, I think top 10 movies, uh, horror movies in terms of like rewatching it. The only reason being why I can't give it a five is there just is something towards the end of the movie that just needs some sort of tweaking. I'm not sure what it is, but even the second time through, it wasn't the same feeling, but towards that last like 30 minutes or so, something lost me for how much of an adrenaline ride the rest of the movie was something along the way lost me so like that's why i don't give it a five out of five but for everything else movie was good i liked it i liked it (laughs) a lot
0: (laughs) okay i think i'm gonna give this a 3.9 um i yeah i i think this movie is a lot of fun i don't I, f- I didn't enjoy it as much as I feel like I did the first time on this rewatch. And I have to wonder if maybe that's because the first time I watched this, I watched it with a group of friends and I just remember it being a blast. Um, but, and so that's not to say that this movie still, I didn't, like I still had a lot of fun watching it this time. Um, but I, I definitely think once... Like, you know, once the demon is released and everything starts happening with Mia, that's when this movie really picks up steam for me. And when I'm really invested, the beginning bit is, you know, it's it's fine and it does a good job of setting it up. But once all of like the violence and the gore and everything starts, then I think this movie is like it's exactly what I want out of this type of movie. And, and once again, yeah, I agree. Once we get towards the end and most of our characters have been taken out, I, David is just not strong enough of a character for me, for me to be invested in watching him like make his decisions and figure out what he wants to do. Um, so that little bit loses me. And then once the ending comes, I'm like back on board, but, yeah, I I definitely enjoy this movie. I think it's a good amount of time. It's like 90 minutes, and I'm glad that it is. I think that's like the perfect length for it. Um, and yeah, I don't think that this, this movie to me isn't scary, but it is, I, I think that the director knew exactly what tone he wanted, and he does a really, really good job of keeping that the entire movie. Um, so yeah. Three point three point nine for me. Chainsaws. Okay. <laughs> we to be clear. I just wanna be clear what, what on what okay. I'm using for that. <laughs> but okay, awesome. Well, homies, that is it for our thoughts on the Evil Dead remake twenty thirteen, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Evil Dead 2013, Um, once again, we would like to thank our lovely guests for today for coming on and chatting with us. Would you guys please give us a little plug? Tell them where they can find you. (laughs) <laughs> well,
3: first, thank you so much for having us. And I hope you still like me. Um, no, <laughs> so you can find us on Instagram. Instagram is our hub, but we're on all the social media platforms at Two Chicks and a horflick Flick on Twitter. We are at Two Chicks HF. Um, and you can find us on your favorite pod chaser. So Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, any of those, we push it all out there. And, uh, what else, Tawny, anything else?
4: Uh, that's about it. We also have a Patreon if you want to support our show, but we also do, um, a discord server. So we have, a a place to just chat and conversate about, you know, horror stuff. So yeah, I think that covers it.
0: Awesome. Well, Please go check them out, homies. Go listen to their episodes and go follow them on their social medias. And as always, you can reach out to us through our social medias as well. If you guys have any requests or recommendations, we are Homies of Horror on everything. Or if you prefer, you can always email email us. We are Homies of Horror at gmail.com. And hit them with the Twitch.
1: Yep, every single Monday, we also do Homies of Horror Live, which is kind of like our mini live show where we like to hang out with all the homies, all the friends, and we talk horror movies along with play some horror games. Um, so if you're a gamer or you just want to hang out with us in real time, please feel free to stop by the, uh, the Twitch channel. The link to that is in all of our social media bios, so you can just click on that and it'll send you right there.
2: Yep
0: so we hope to see you there homies and as always if you guys are so inclined please head over to apple Podcasts and leave us a rating or review we love to hear from you guys and what you're thinking of the show so if you'd like to you can let us know there it also helps more people get recommended our show so we very much appreciate it and while you're there you should also rate a review two chicks and a horror flick as well but Aww. that's it for us this, oh, well, of course, please go, let them know. <laughs> please give them five stars, though, homies, don't.
1: <laughs> if they ain't five uh, stars, keep it to yourself. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 but that's it for us this week, homies. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and we will be seeing you next Monday.
1: Catch you later, homies.
0: Bye. 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 <laughs>